welcome back to Plant Film Network, episode 55. Uh, welcome back, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Sean Monk. I'm your other host, TJ Cornwell, and welcome back to Plant Film Live, like Sean just stated two seconds ago. Um, so, uh, we actually were not here uh, last week, if you recall. Um, I think it was like a scheduling thing that just did not work out. Um, my, my job is back this week. fun lately. Um, real quick, before uh, we get into anything, I would like to say we are currently four subs away from 300 subs. So if you're watching this on the replay, or if you're watching this now, or if you're watching this five years from now, please subscribe to the channel. Absolutely. Uh, we and are, I... I think we hit 200 this year, and to possibly go up to 300 in the same year is a very big milestone for us especially so uh, i please please i encourage you to wait subscribe. what did you say we hit this year then we hit 200 this year and we're about to be at 300 in the same year we hit 50 this year we did we hit was, no we was hit 50 year? we hit 50 in april okay well the months are just kind of meshing together I well think. i mean okay, that's even well. better <laughs> that's, yeah. like, <laughs> um so but yes anyway Please I will say this too, right here, right here, guys. And watch the content. Oh, it's reverse for you. See that? It's reverse, but 91, 91.6% of you. That means, you know, we have family members that watch this show and watch other videos and stuff, and they're like, oh, you know, sometimes it's just us in the chat. Like, we, you know, but you guys have so many subscribers. What's going on? 91.6% of the people that watch our stuff are not subscribed. Yeah. Do you know I how think many that's people most, that is? That's a lot of YouTube as well. I, yeah, I, exactly, I, yeah. I think. But let's narrow uh, that oh, yeah. gap. Let's narrow right. that gap. I'd love a right. nice 60-40. Give me a 70-30 yeah. and I'd be happy. You know and I mean? speaking of just our content as well, uh, something that I'm surprised that had very good, as you would say, legs, is the Matrix reaction. It Matrix, started yeah. slow and it just kind of been chugging its way. I think it's at 1.1 K now. Yeah. Um, news wise. People are loving um, that trailer. Yeah. So shout out to everybody that watched that trailer. And I will make it clear. No, I have not seen two or three, but I will be watching them. I'm not going to watch Matrix four without watching two and three. Yeah. Just to be clear. Some people apparently in the comments were confused by that. When I said the video that I was, was going to watch two and three. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just recently watched the first one uh, again. Very good movie. Um, all right. So first, I just want to touch on before we get into like topics and stuff. Uh, uh, so the season for the NFL opened this week. Uh, the Bills home opener was on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, now, before every game, I get pretty nervous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, whether it be hockey or uh, football or whatever sport I'm watching or I'm playing, whatever I get nervous. Um, so going to the game, I was slightly nervous. I figured, you know, maybe the bills pick up right where they left off. Best case scenario, our offense is electric and the defense is kind of, you know, uh, mm -hmm. we were defense was good last year. I would say not amazing or anything, but they were good. Um, and the offense was the real kind of, you know, that's what the Bills were known for last year is the offense. We're going to put points up. And we started the game, punt return. We ran it back to, like, the Steelers 30. And then I think when they they 
elected to kick a field goal, I think that's when I should have known ah, this game might not go very well <laughs> because yeah. uh, we were very good in the red zone last year, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Allen not throwing a pick in the red zone yet in his entire career, if I remember correctly. Um, and the whole game was like, it was so slow. And it was it was funny because at this game, the defense was very good. Like they, the Steelers didn't score. I don't think they scored a point in the first half. Um, no, and Steelers offense sucked ass. They were really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we finally scored that touchdown at the end of the second quarter to make it 10, nothing. But there was just so many like plays that we just like just left off on the field. Whereas like, it could have easily like we, I don't know how many possessions we had, but we had like six or seven possessions in the first half. And we only got 10 points out of that, which was like, awful mm. um and i think at the stat at the end of the game our time of possession was like 35 minutes to the steelers 22 and to oh only God. put up 16 points total yeah. uh was was very upsetting um the old line did not look very good josh allen he kind of did what he could do but the steelers defense is very very good um so he there was a lot of time where he was running around trying to make plays and um, I think everybody just had like an off game. Yeah. Uh, I think coaching staff had an off game. And I mean, the only real, like the biggest play was the, the punt block that the Steelers returned for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I think that's when they took the lead and then yeah. they just kind of never looked back. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a rough game. Cause as soon as they, as soon as we scored that last, that second quarter touchdown, I was like, "Oh, here we go! We're coming out second half. We're gonna roll these guys." Yeah, and that did not happen. Um, but shout out to the defense for looking. I thought improved from last year um, at shutting them out the first half. I mean, the Steelers weren't doing much on offense anyway, but they could have still kicked, you know, maybe gone to get a field goal or anything. Um, but yeah, that was probably. The punt return was obviously a turning point, and then there was this one play where it was like fourth and one, and we did some weird like drop back, pitch it to Matt Breda, and like, I, and one of the Steelers just like blew up the play, and we turned yeah. it over at like midfield, um, and I think that was like one of the biggest turning points. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then I also just want to talk about like today they announced that like the Pagula Sports Group and. Um, Erie County executive uh, Mark Polencars announced that uh, you have to be at least you have to have at least one dose to attend either a Bills game or a Savers game starting in October at some point um, if you're 12 and up. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be honest, I probably wasn't going to go to any more games this year. Um, but what I what I could tell you is from going to the home opener on Sunday, it was like packed. And there was a mask thing where you had to wear it in the concourse. There was really no, there was nobody enforcing it. So I don't know who this mask mandate was for, but it wasn't for the fans, Mm -hmm. even though they said it was, um, there was no mask to be seen. I mean, I'll be honest. I wasn't wearing one. I honestly didn't feel like I was being forced to wear one at all. They like showed the announcements kind of, uh, on the, on the screen, Yeah, but that was about it. Um, the workers were wearing ones from the workers I dealt with, which was just at like one of the concession stands. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do you charge for a hot dog? I don't know. I didn't get a hot dog. I got, I literally got a water and a beer and I barely touched either. <laughs> wow. 
yeah it's too um, much of a riveting game you know no no actually it was just i i had drank too much beforehand um but <laughs> oh yeah but um yeah i mean and I think a lot of people made the joke like the Sabres will not need this mass, this mandate because there will be nobody at the games, which I totally agree <laughs> with. Like their yeah. product is so bad, like nobody should be buying tickets to go see. Or if you're going to buy a ticket, it should be like a dollar. Yeah. Um, but it's pro- uh, that's actually yeah. probably a good point. It's probably if if you don't normally go to Sabres games, this year is probably a good yeah. year to go just to go to a game because it's yeah. you know what I mean. Just like to actually just attend one. Like if you've never done yeah, it before, I, I, or if, yeah. If you don't like crowds. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't like watch the the uh the Sabres, which I really don't, um you you kinda know that the product has been like shit for like the past like few yeah. years. Um but yeah, I think it's I don't wanna get like in the va- I don't wanna talk like vaccine you know, stuff like that, but I think it's a good thing. Um and I've heard some people say, like, you know, if I knew how packed it was going to be, like, this place was packed. Like, it was like, so it seemed like it was sold out. I don't know if yeah. it actually it was, was. It was like full. It was full. Um, and I, I, I would have still gone, but I know there's some people that said if they knew it was going to be like that, they wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, you're going to get, of course, the discourse like online and on Twitter, like, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, and some people are thinking maybe this might get people to get the vaccine because if they don't, mm-hmm. then they can't go to the game. Well, yeah, um, I know one. I know one guy. It's actually a friend of my roommates. Um, he's very uh, like anti the vaccine, but he goes to like a ton of Bills games, and I'm like, well, he's gonna yeah. have to make a choice because yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to do something. Uh, it's right. the only way. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a good thing. Um. I know there probably maybe there might be people commenting on this video like to screen and everything, but um, I'm interested to see. I'm just kind of interested to see like maybe what happens to the attendance mm-hmm. if it like really dips or if it like kind of stays, you know. And I I, I wonder if they're going to be able to because I know I don't know if you have this. I have like a, a pass on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, like oh, an, like the Excelsior, the Excelsior pass? pass. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you'll have to have that. Um, mm-hmm. Because there are people making fake cards out there, so yeah. maybe they'll you have to have it on your phone, um, unless they have some way of checking what's what's a fake card and what's not. So I don't know, but yeah, I'm interested to see kind of what the attendance numbers are and how they fluctuate. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think like we said, it's just gonna be oh. like. Oh wait. Don't Sorry, my friend just sent me the this. Uh, I guess Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott um, has come out about his bal- uh, battles with skin cancer. Oh, Sorry. Jesus! This guy just or my friend just like texted us in the group chat. Oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. So prayers out to him if he's still battling. I didn't right, read the article though, but right after right after you just said that he had a poor performance. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, what's what the hell? <laughs> no but really yeah like you said uh, i don't know i don't know we just that's all we that's all the information we have on it so if he's still battling it out there you know best of luck and everything i hope um hope everything turns around and i hope you can you know keep doing the games and stuff but yeah god what is what is what is with this show with my yawning i'm fine all day i'm fine uh, all week um it's the ring light i think it's, it's definitely the ring light um <laughs> but anyways um 
Okay, so Michelle and Chad. Oh, shout out to everybody watching. We got we got five people watching right now. Shout out to Manifestation. Shout out to um. Oh my God! I just realized. That's the name of my sister's company. Is Manifestation. Yeah. I just realized that if you say it together, it's Manifestation. Am I like an enormous oh. idiot or what? I just kind of read it like that. <laughs> oh my God! That's uh, <laughs> that's actually funny. Um, that is the first, I think that's the first time I've said it out loud. Um, wow, that's funny. Okay, so anyways, yeah, welcome, uh, welcome everybody in the chat. Uh, but yeah, Michelle in chat said they will accept the regular paper card or the Excelsior Pass. Gotcha. Um, I, yeah, I like also you, thought, oh, yeah. I thought I heard you couldn't laminate the cards. Is that true? That is true, but I will say, I've seen it work, like, a ton of people with laminated cards. Right. Um, because like for some reason people have been like, I mean, they always do, but there's been a lot of like lost wallets lately. And when we right. go to check them, like people, surprisingly, people have like their vaccine card and every single one that I've seen that has a vaccine card, um, yeah. which I've probably seen like 10 in the past, like four months, they've all been laminated. One guy even oh. had like a little mini version of it, like a little wallet size version of it that was laminated. Oh. And I was like, interesting. I okay. almost was like, is that real Real? i was like like, yeah yeah, i almost was like thinking about that um yeah like yeah like michelle said you can't laminate but there's there's other states are doing plastic cards and stuff i think in new york Mm. i think what they want you to do and i think the safest thing to have is that excelsior pass on your phone because it's encrypted Mm. it's from the official state thing it's got the qr code like there's no yeah last last thing i will say sorry uh last thing i'll say about vaccines is mine I don't know if this is be. I don't know if we're giving out too much information about ourselves. Like I don't know if we're gonna be able to, <laughs> you know, because they said you're not supposed to take a picture of your stuff. I mean, I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. But um, mine uh, is it says it expires in October. Oh. So I don't know what that means. Like if it's just gonna renew itself automatically because the whole booster shot thing. They never really said anything about that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm. I don't know. But yeah, I would. I. I found that kind of weird do you do you have the you said you do have the pass uh i don't yet but i've been meaning to set it up but i i'm gonna add it to like my google wallet right Um, right but yeah yeah that's crazy though um all right so let's move on to uh first uh main topic which is gonna be the box office this week uh so first up here uh we have coming in at number one in its second week at thirty-four point seven million, we got Shang Chi or Shang Chi, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. In its fifth week at number two, or its fifth week overall, still holding strong at number two at the box office is Free Guy with five point five million. Uh, then we have Malignant coming out at five point four, uh, Candyman in its third week at four point seven, and Jungle Jungle Cruise holding in seven oh hanging on yeah hanging on in uh its seventh week hanging in there in the top five bring in um a small but still enough to keep it in the top five 2.3 million dollars uh so obviously we didn't have the show last week like tj talked about earlier um but i just want to discuss a small film it's a little independent movie it's called uh i think it's i believe it's called sean chi uh no really Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has been an absolute uh, monster at the box office. 
considering the pandemic. I mean, it, it made... Right, yeah. It has made a crap ton of money uh, yeah. given the pandemic because, I mean, this is stuff that, like, let's see here. I'm going to... Um, let's see. And I think there's no argument. It pro- it would have made, like, probably way more if there, of course, was no pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's possibly, it possibly would have made, you know, over $200 million in its opening weekend. I mean, like, conservatively. Right. Like, that is a very real possibility. Um, so, yeah, let's just see here. So, the overall number, worldwide, Shang-Chi has brought in $260 million already. And it has been out for wow. 11 days. 11 days. $260 million in the middle of a pandemic uh, without a Chinese release, which is a huge Mm. chunk of box office for uh, films normally in the theatrical markets. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on in the show. Um, But that is just with, you know, Europe, any territories like that. It has not yet released in New Zealand or Australia due to their, you know, lockdown stages that they're in right now. Cinemas are closed in those countries. Um, But... If anything, that just shows even more how much of an impact this movie is making, how much people are loving this movie, is the fact that it is making this much money in the face of those obstacles, uh, which, again, is is something that's incredible. And like TJ said, definitely would have stand to, to, to um, gross even more uh, if you didn't have the pandemic to take into consideration. Uh, but I just want to compare real quick. So Shang-Chi is currently at 260 uh million worldwide black widow so this is the previous uh theatrical release within the marvel cinematic universe worldwide total so this is total uh it still is playing in select markets uh just because Mm -hmm. there's not much coming out and bigger bigger uh, cinema plexes and stuff so it is still playing in a certain number of theaters um right now it's still playing in let's see Right now it has uh, about 200 uh, or so theaters left, about 250 theaters left. Um, and it made total 370, total $370 million. So, and that is in a four-month, uh, or I'm sorry, not four-month, two-month full box office run with the mm. additional, uh, you know, the Disney Plus release, which, of course, played a big hand into why this didn't earn as much. Um versus Shang-Chi making that much in 11 days. So, I mean, I'm just trying to make the comparison of the two of... Right. I mean, it gives Shang-Chi another two weeks, and it'll make what Black Widow made in its entire theatrical run, uh, which is just absolutely right. crazy, which, again, is exactly what we what we predicted, what we foretold on this show would happen when we looked at movies like Free Guy, movies that did not go to streaming, movies that stayed purely theatrical, they had a huge impact at the box office. And and you cannot deny that is because of uh, going purely theatrical. If you only give people one venue, uh, if you only give people one venue to right. experience your content, to see your film, they have no other choice than to go there. And that's just how it works. Like, that's what I don't understand with these people. But... What can you say? That is uh, how the cookie crumbles on that. Uh, but we will be again. We'll be talking another story later on in the show uh, about um, some studios are f- beginning to see the forest uh, for the trees, if you will, 
um, and are beginning to see the the errors of their ways and uh, change things around. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, big story out. Shang-Chi, biggest thing. Uh, Free Guy holding strong at uh, number two. And then Jungle Cruise, man. Still like, holy that. crap. Jungle Cruise, week seven. I mean, that's crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, great stuff. So what are your, what are your thoughts? What are, what are some of your takeaways? What do you think about some of the box office reports that we've gotten this week? Um, I'm not surprised about Shang-Chi, really. Um, it's, it was, it's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, hit my, it's in my, well, I guess you'll, you'll see if you watch TikTok or the YouTube short that Sean puts out, uh, you'll see where it ranks in my MCU mm-hmm. rankings. Um, uh, what, what'd you say was second free guy? Free guy. I am free, kind free of guy surprised. Is in fifth week. And it's in second. Yeah. So I, sure. I am kind of, uh, surprised by that. Um, I know you said it was really good, but again, it doesn't seem like a movie maybe that would catch everybody. Um, nor would it be a movie that, you know, everybody would be again, like attracted to or anything. And, um, and Candyman was third, which was Candyman two weeks ago. Uh, Candyman was, well, it's in week three. So it was in week three three weeks ago. Um, so I think that's still good for that. Still holding strong. Um, and, wow, uh, look at this. So I'll sh- I'll tell you this. Okay. Free Guy. Oh, sorry. Malignant was three. Candyman yeah. was four. My bad. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So Free Guy. So typically a film, uh, you know, I know TJ knows this, but for anybody who's watching that doesn't, um, typically a film, an expected drop-off, like a drop-off percentage week to week, is like 50 to 60% drop-off. That's a good return. That's a really good mm-hmm. return for a movie. Free Guy's lowest drop or biggest drop however you want to say it was was from week one to week two and that was 35 percent it dropped 35 and again 60 percent is a great drop that is like your movie is going to make a ton of money if it only drops 60 percent free guys Mm -hmm. worst drop was 35 percent then the following week it only dropped 30 percent now this week it only dropped 26 percent it's it's almost leveling off. That is insane. Yeah. Last thing that I remember that that acted like that at the box office was uh, Greatest Showman, which Greatest Showman had a huge had a very low, very subpar, um, not great opening weekend. Then had a a pretty steady drop for the first week, and then the drop started to get less and less to the point where then actually. Uh, come January, Greatest Showman started going up. The Greatest Showman increased its percentage at the box yeah. office. I mean, that was really kind of like a box office anomaly. Um, but you know, I mean, more power to the Greatest Showman. It made a, it made you know ridiculous amount of money. Um, but Jesus, I mean, this is crazy. And then another thing that is an indicator of good change is in its third week, it dropped two hundred and twenty theaters. In its mm-hmm. In, in its fourth week, this past week, it gained 200 theaters. It added theaters oh. back. That's crazy. That's some legs on Free Guy. Yeah. Oof. And I think this is even like a, uh, again, this is another like kind of indictment on the whole day and date kind of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I know Free Guy, yeah, Free Guy wasn't obviously uh, released day and date, but, um, even though Malignant is, you know, at 
which was Dan Day, is at five million it's in third its first week. Who knows what that could have done if it wasn't? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you double that. You know, because I don't know. Again, I don't know the. Uh, it is. I know it's it's James Wan, and you know he's obviously done Conjuring and uh, Insidious, everything, and Aquaman. Um, but I feel like maybe it's people don't know it as well, but people know Candyman, so maybe because I think Candyman was probably a bigger uh, opening, I, right? IP, yeah. yeah. Um, let and me see. IP, Actually, but yeah. just yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows what? Like again, who knows what Malignant could have done? And again, Shang Chi is still going strong, and again, just a indictment on the whole day and date thing, which I think uh, is very good. Oh, Granted. you said you said you think Candyman was right? Yeah, Candyman yes. was bigger. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Candyman, okay, yeah. Candyman, um, was. Oh wait, wait, that can't be right. Did I miss something up? Hang on. Huh. Oh no, duh, because. I was looking at the wrong week. Um, yes, it made a lot more. Okay, <laughs> it made yeah. a lot more. Sorry. I was looking at the wrong Very week. Good. Um, but yeah, uh, even though, again, day and date is good for some people. You know, people have kids, stuff like that. can't go out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, again, I think like the only, I feel like one of the only, um, you know, compromises is to lower that kind of theatrical window. Uh, to because I think didn't AMC do a deal with Universal about it being like a 45 day thing or something like that? Yeah, and now that's the normal, that's the norm now. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that helps. Like, I think you know, while people Mm -hmm. won't be able to watch it, you know, if you have kids, you can't go out, stuff like that. Um, you could still, you're still waiting a smaller amount of time to see it. So, you know, that might help. But I know, yeah. you know, some people enjoy the whole day and date thing, which I get. Absolutely. Um, jeez. All right. Well, let's move on to our next topic, which is very, very uh, unfortunate news, which is uh, earlier today, news broke that um, comedy uh, icon and former host of the Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live, uh, Norm MacDonald, uh, very sadly and uh, very tragically passed away uh, at the age of 61 um, after a, a very private and, uh, they say, intense battle with um, cancer for the past 10 years, um, which is, like, just unfathomable. I mean, it's the same thing you think of what happened with Chadwick, like with Chadwick Boseman. He was doing this thing, constantly right. working, like, right up to the end, dealing with this thing, that nobody knew about, you know what I mean? Like, like close mm-hmm. friends and, and people very close to him knew, but like just the, just, it's just awful. Like to yeah. me, honestly, like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's kind of hard to talk about. Like to me, th- this really like hasn't hit as a death, a celebrity death like this hasn't really hit me as hard since like when like Robin Williams died, like when I was a kid, uh, not when I was like, not, when i was a kid but you know what i mean like i know what you mean when yeah. i was when i was like in high school in like middle school high school like i think i was a freshman mm-hmm. or something when when uh when robin right. Williams passed 
Uh, but you know, I mean, there's, I mean, if, if you know me as a person, I'm a very, uh, well, I try to be a very, uh, comical person and, um, right. three of the, three of the people that I always watched and loved as a kid and, and still watch and love is Robin Williams, like Conan O'Brien and Norm Macdonald were like my three people. Mm. So that's really, I, like I was, I worked today, I was literally on the phone with my roommate and as soon as I saw the headline come up, I literally just like hung up the phone because i was just like i can't like like it was it was just it was very very hard um mm-hmm. when i heard the news but and especially the it, just how young he was and and also it's so funny because you know like i i've had a lot of poor timing with my um streaming services this week so uh my my hulu is off because i forgot to pay mm-hmm. it last two weeks and with getting paid bi-weekly is a bitch when you have like streaming services on every right, other week yeah. um so i was like oh i was like looking through my other ones to see what to watch and i turned on peacock and i turned on the snl vault which is they just 24 hours a day i it's i've said it when peacock launched we, we talked about it on the show my so favorite like feature exactly my favorite feature yeah. of peacock is that the 24-hour channels they have one that just plays the office on random episodes of the office i think more streaming services should do that but that's a side fact I was watching the SNL vault and I watched one that the first one I watched was, um, from 1975 or 76. Um, it was Peter Boyle hosting from like young Frankenstein. Everybody loves Raymond, Santa Claus movies, uh, all that. Um, and I was like, I was looking it up and I was like, man, he, you know, Peter Boyle, he died when he was like, he died when he was like 71. I was like, that Mm -hmm. is so young. Yeah. And I was like, think of all the comedy that we could have had for, I mean, there, look at Mel Brooks. He, the man's going to be a hundred. You know what I mean? Like, really? I yeah, knew he like, was older, but I didn't. I, I think he's, he's like 90, he he's like 97 or 98, I think. Um, wow. Betty White, it, she's, she is going to be a hundred this yeah. year. Like, um, think about how much, com- and, and those people, Dick Van Dyke, Mel Brooks, Betty yep, White, definitely. you know what I mean? Carl Reiner, uh, just you know, a few weeks ago, Ed Asner, wor- they were working right up to the end of their life, and I was and I was having this conversation with myself because I, I got out of work at like one a.m. last night, uh, or at like t- twelve a.m. last night, so I was up super late and I was just like watching this stuff and I was having this conversation with myself where I was like, just think about how much more comedy he could have done in that thirty years, and then right mm-hmm. after that, it because it it doesn't go in order. Right after that was a. Uh, then we jumped up to the to the um, early 90s, you know, late 80s, and it was Norm Macdonald was in the opening sketch, and I watched that. And it was an episode where he was hosting Weekend Update, and I was like, oh, yeah, Mel, Gip- or Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks is 95. Um, and, I, you know, I watched all the way through Update and the end of the show and everything, and I was just like, man, Norm Macdonald, just what a freaking guy. Like, even when he was younger, whether it's Norm Macdonald Live, which I think... There's a whole legal battle going on with uh, Norm Macdonald Live was this like it was like one of the first internet shows. It was exactly like what we do basically. Oh, okay. uh, it was a, it was like an internet talk show basically um, that then got bought by Netflix and turned into Norm Macdonald uh, the, or the Norm Macdonald Show on Netflix. Which watch that if you haven't. It's absolutely great. It was a talk show on Netflix that I literally was I was rewatching all of it just maybe two months ago and i was like man i hope when the pandemic's over they do another season of this and like i don't know he was just one of those guys that in a lot of conversations and stuff 
and, and I guess now we know why, like, it was a lot of retrospective stuff on, you know, death and stuff, like, they talk about that a lot in, like, the Jane Fonda, there's an episode with Jane Fonda, um, where they talk about that a lot, um, his episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee is great, obviously, but, uh, in terms of Norm Macdonald Live, that was a really, like, uncut, untamed, uh, show, which is, you know, what Norm Macdonald was known for, he, Obviously, over the years, he got himself into a lot of hot water, was on a lot of talk yeah. morning talk show appearances to apologize for things. But that was... But, you know, he never did... He never crossed that line of... You know, I'll just say it. He never crossed that line of anything that would get him, like, me too'd or genuinely right. a rotten person like there is in comedy. Um, he just liked to toe that line, and sometimes, you know, he would toe it a little bit too far... Uh, and he mm -hmm. would make his apology, and you know, then he would be like, you know, why are you, why are you bugging me about that? Like he was kind of like, kind of reminded me of like Bill Burr, where it's like, you're coming after me for this. Well, why aren't like it's that famous Bill Burr thing where he's like, don't you? Th where the newscaster says to Bill Burr, don't you think you went a little too far with the Catholic Church jokes? And he's like, don't you think the Catholic Church went a little too far? Like mm -hmm. that's like the <laughs> like that was a Bill Burr thing, yeah. but like that's the kind of like humor that Norm Macdonald had, like. um... But yeah, Netflix bought Norm Macdonald Live, and there's like a hundred episodes of Norm Macdonald Live, and they they like bin them, they remove them from the internet, and they're nowhere oh. to be found. And I was like, the first, like honestly, one of the first things that went through my head was oh, I didn't like, know that. was like, I would love Netflix just to honor the guy. He's obviously not going to yeah. make money from it now. Like that was the reason I guess that they pulled yeah. it or some crap like that. Like, release him. Like, maybe not on Netflix, but maybe on, like, the Netflix YouTube channel or something. Or, I don't know, on the actual YouTube channel that the show used to live on. I was just um, thinking. I was like, oh, maybe I could watch them. Really not. Yeah, no, you could watch the first three episodes, and then you can find pirated versions of the podcast form, like the audio, um, mm -hmm. on certain websites and stuff, but that's it. Um, but you can watch the first three full episodes, which are really good. I really recommend it. It's him and Adam Egit, who was the manager of the um, of the comedy store for a long time. Um, oh, okay. And I actually haven't seen I, I actually haven't seen on Twitter what Adam Egit said about it, but um, you know their chemistry was great. One of the best things ever was the Stephen Merchant episode of that was like absolutely mm -hmm. hilarious. Um, but you can still watch the funniest like clips and highlights and stuff. They're all over the all over YouTube. And if anybody watching like doesn't know norm mcdonald or anything like that just look up norm mcdonald yeah just look up, up norm mcdonald funniest moments on youtube and mm -hmm. you will um just die like mm -hmm. in the words of uh, edgar wright who i'm looking at right here uh of the many addictive rabbit holes you can disappear down the internet on the most pleasurable is norm mcdonald chat show appearances thanks for the last mm -hmm. norm very sorry to see yeah. you go and then like just the outpouring of support from everybody and just like thoughts like jim carrey you know my dear friend norm mcdonald passed after a brave 10-year battle he was one of our most precious gems and honest and courageous uh comedy genius i love him steve martin uh seth rogan did a huge uh like paragraph john stewart right. jonah hill bob saget josh gad uh yeah like everybody mm. comedy central and i I told you again. I told you kind of before the show. Like I don't. I know him probably for the most like the du the, the dumbest things. Yeah. Like I know him as a voice on Family Guy. I just looked. I could have sworn he was been on like you know twenty fifty episodes. He's only been on two. 
but <laughs> he is so yeah. like his voice is so memorable to me mm-hmm. that like as soon as if you told me like oh he was in blah blah, blah this movie i'd be like oh yeah i remember him because i just remember his voice yeah. um and then i've also seen him i think it was like a month or two ago me and daniel watched the bob saga roast because oh, when yeah, i was a yeah, kid yeah. I tried what we watched me and my cousins watched it on vacation and our parents got mad at us. Um, but I remember him and I remember him being very, yeah. Um, but yeah, a terrible, terrible loss. And, uh, our mm-hmm. thoughts go out to his family. Absolutely. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to some other bad news, uh, which, uh, unfortunately, yeah. Well, unfortunately with last week's show, when we missed, um, hang on, let me try to, actually get it pulled up here before i get ahead of myself what did we miss well we missed that um oh gosh what did i just do i'm so distraught i'm pressing all the wrong buttons okay Uh, hold up Uh, oh my god what is that from we're almost there everybody we're almost there Let's just everybody Almost. calm down. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was so enthusiastic because this is horrible news. Um, Michael K. Williams uh, also, unfortunately, oh, uh, geez. Yeah. passed away um, last week. Uh, we did we missed it by uh, missing the last show. But um, just absolutely tragic news again. Uh, like again somebody super super young uh i mean uh-huh. 54 even younger than norm mcdonald i mean like my the whole thing that i was the whole point i was trying to make with the peter boyle thing mm. was i was thinking about how much more comedy peter boyle could do with 30 years norm was 61 you could have 40 years left i mean michael k williams was 54 years old i mean he was mm-hmm. a brilliant dramatic actor obviously the wire you know boardwalk empire all that stuff but he was also super funny like he was in, um, TJ, I can never remember where you're at with the show or if you watched it or not, but he was in, uh, like three episodes of Community as, um, I've never watched that show. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he he was in, he was in three episodes of Community, um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. that w- he was just so funny. He was like a, he was like a new visiting professor. Um, and he gave this like beautiful, like dramatic, but also like obviously funny speech about, Oh yeah, and he was a professor that had just gotten out of prison, and he he um, gave this like beautiful dramatic like monologue uh, lecture speech about how Lego has changed, like how Lego was different before he went into prison right. <laughs> versus now, um, and it was just like the funniest thing, and it was just so like deadpan, just such a great performer and everything. Um, and yeah, they found unfortunately uh, it was a suspected heroin overdose, which is you know mm-hmm. just awful they found him you know alone in his apartment in brooklyn which is just yes. terrible it's so sad um, yeah but yeah i mean i don't know if you if you watched or you know had any thoughts um on it. yeah no that's another, that was another one that um again i wasn't um as familiar with his work um mm-hmm. the only thing i i've seen him in was he was in uh one episode of the sopranos which at the time when he passed away i literally just finished yeah. Um, so he was uh, very good. And um, I obviously, I think maybe what he's most known for is The Wire, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic show that uh, I basically probably is my next 
It's probably my next watch after The Sopranos. Yeah, I gotta, um, I gotta watch that too, The Wire. Yeah, but I know people loved his character. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's one and, thing. I mean, whenever yeah. whenever you hear The Wire being talked about, they, they say, you know, Stringer Bell, obvious. Like, I've never seen it, but like me and TJ, all we watch, like we watch movie, TV, commentary, and YouTube stuff all the time. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like whenever people talk about it, they talk about Stringer Bell, just, you know, Idris Elba's character. And then, you know, Omar Little, which is, you know, uh, like just the fact that I know those two characters names, but I've never seen a single, you know, frame of the show just goes to show. I mean, it's it's goes to show um, that it's, you know, a huge, huge, huge uh, impact that he can have even even in small roles. Um, Yeah, but I, I just think that's amazing. Very, very good. Um let's see here okay so let's go ahead and uh switch over to uh a little bit of uh better news hopefully now that we can kind of get that uh very much sadness behind us uh and that is that uh the batman which has already have which is which has already had uh multiple spinoffs in development at hbo max with the gotham pd show uh, is now going to have uh, yet another one in the works, which is going to be Colin Farrell coming to HBO Max to do a, uh, I guess you would call it a solo series of The Penguin. Uh, so this is The Penguin from uh, the Matt Reeves Batman, the Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. Batman, the one that we saw in the trailer, the one that you guys are looking at on screen right now, obviously, um, that uh, he will be getting his own series uh and it will have colin farrell uh returning the show has apparently been um referred to as basically like a scarface type tv show uh about the penguin uh so i believe i've heard that he he he's been approached but we don't know if he's coming back i mean yeah, obviously well, i think this really whole thing is back, uh yeah. just rumor right now but it's rumor yeah, right. from hollywood reporter and deadline and stuff so it's you know, take it with a grain of salt, but it's it's mm-hmm. not like it's coming from uh, as John Campy mm-hmm. would say. You know, John's movie farts dot dot uh, yeah. fart. Or whatever. I, I think I think this says a lot about the Batman as a movie. Um, I think we all expect it to be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there have been like test screenings or something. Um, people said it's very brutal and you know dark and heavy stuff like that. Um, and I don't think this is something that would be a development if the movie was bad. Yeah. Uh, for example, like also look at Dune. Dune has a has a spinoff in the works, and you know it's there have been some reviews that have been kind of eh on it, but it's been genuinely like positive. Um, so like same with that. Like if it, they were bad movies, I don't think they would do spinoffs. Um, yeah. Especially for something where you're not you're spending the money and you're putting on a streaming service, so you're not charge you know what i mean like you're only getting the money from and it's not directly related to the product you're getting the the monthly subscription but you're not Mm -hmm. getting money directly from you know what i mean um so i think that kind of uh instills confidence not only in the movie but as well as you know they're probably going to do more spinoffs and uh Mm -hmm. same with like you know even again peacemaker too um suicide squad wasn't a good movie they probably wouldn't do a spinoff uh with a character yeah exactly um yeah like that's the same thing i think you know 
I I don't want to say who came first or what they're doing or if it was in an answer to that, but I mean, I mean, it, it's no denying the Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows have been very very successful for both the franchise and the platform as well, constantly growing the subscriber base. Um, we're going to talk about what if in a little bit here, um, and I think DC is seeing that. Warner is seeing that, and uh, they want a little bit of a slice of that. And I think, like you just said, I think it's absolutely genius. Um, you know, they and I will, and I do hesitate to say that, you know, uh, Marvel did it first or anything because DC actually was the first one to have movie budget, movie caliber uh, cameras and stuff, uh, live action uh, superhero TV shows, which was, you know, Titans and Doom Patrol on the on what used to be DC Universe. Um, I mean, that, right. that way predates, you know, WandaVision or anything like that, regardless of the pandemic. I mean, Titans is on season three. You know what I mean? Like, that, that um, was definitely kind of DC's bread and butter for a while there, obviously also coming off the back of not high budget, but very well received uh, with their CW shows uh, for mm-hmm. a time. Uh, now it's a little more questionable. Um, but for a time, those, those, uh, CW shows were very well regarded and very well received. Um, so yeah, I am excited for this. Like you said, the Peacemaker show, uh, like we talked about earlier, the Gotham PD show, we're getting, um, the movies as well, the HBO Max movies with Batgirl, uh, Static Shock, um, Blue Beetle also. So I, am really excited if, if, if half of the future of, Marvel lies on Disney Plus. I'm equally excited if half the future of DC lies on HBO Max. Yeah, um, because I agree. I, I, yeah, I, I completely forgot about the Static Shock movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like we bring it up like every few weeks, and I like I'm always like, oh yeah, I forgot that was happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I expect it to be, uh, high quality. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything they produce basically for HBO Max. For sure. Um. I got to say, just real quick, I'm super excited for Peacemaker. Just that's it. I'm just super excited for Peacemaker. Uh, I didn't didn't make it a story. I think it's 10. I think it's 10. It might be like 8, though. might be something like that. Uh, I would say either 6, 8, or 10. Um, I feel like the days of 13 are gone, let alone the days of 20 and 25 on network. Just if we're talking streaming... I think the days of like thirteen episodes, which used to be the norm, I think those are gone. I think I think mm-hmm. they realized they could make a real good product with with six to eight episodes, mm-hmm. uh, and just knock it out of the park. Um, and more power to them. You know what I mean? I will take I will take a show if it means that a show with ten episodes can do twice as much or three times as much in a single episode as like a show with 20 episodes. Yeah. Sign me up. I mean, you know what I mean? That's what, that's what helps them too, is the fact that, you know, there's the lower episode Mm -hmm. count. They can really pack it full of a lot more budget. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for that. But yeah, like I was saying, uh, I didn't make it an article. I didn't make a graphic or anything, but we did get a first image of Peacemaker um, and it was basically a bunch of the team sitting around. The one interesting thing in it is that there is somebody next to Peacemaker in a superhero yeah. or supervillain outfit. People are suspecting that it's Vigilante. That is, who is that? Um, so that is a character that I've seen many, many, almost every person I've seen talk about it uh, get wrong, which is 
they're saying that this would be his first live action appearance. He was in, uh, Vigilante had a huge storyline on the second to last season of Arrow. Um, okay. so, so that was, I'm like, it's definitely not his first time. It might be the first time with like a comic accurate suit and stuff, but it's definitely not the first time the character has been in live action. I also think mm-hmm. Vigilante appeared in Smallville, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but then again, who didn't? Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so he's basically exactly what it sounds. He's like a Batman, Deathstroke, you know, Bloodsport, Deadshot ripoff, that kind of thing. Jeez, um, a lot of people. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you throw Deadpool in there too if you want. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to cross the aisle. Um, but uh, but really, yeah, I mean, it's kind of in that vein. You know, he's a vigilante. He he's got a cool backstory. The one I'm not as familiar with his backstory in the comics. I just know like kind of like the top line type stuff of it um because i think that they really changed the backstory with arrow to to make him um fit in with a pre-existing character they introduced him as like an old like thought dead love interest of uh one of the main characters so Mm -hmm. that that was pretty interesting but yeah uh nonetheless i do love the if it is vigilante which we don't even know if it is just going off that one it's really just going off the design on the chest um that people are suspecting that it's vigilante but if it is I like the look of the suit, and I like the fact that he looks like some dweeby guy. If he's like this badass vigilante shooting people up, killing people, like badass fighter guy, but then he, when he takes his mask off, he's like this guy with these big glasses, which is mm-hmm. what that picture looked like. That's so funny. I would love that. That seems like such a James Gunn thing to do. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for that, but yeah, I'm definitely excited for Peacemaker, for sure. Um... TJ, are you excited? What if I told you three names, okay? What if I said Danny DeVito? What if I said Arnold Schwarzenegger? And what if I said Eddie Tracy? Murphy? Oh. You, th- you would think. You would I think. thought you were going to say triplets. I was like, oh, there's triplets news, but there's not. Okay. There is triplets news, and it's disappointing oh, okay. to me and disappointing to you. Oh. It is moving forward without eddie murphy so they have cast tracy morgan as the third brother so i'm still on board because i love tracy morgan yeah i like tracy morgan unrelated to this i actually started watching um 30 rock the other day um on peacock really good i mean trace i've never i've never seen anything of 30 rock before and it's obvious it was really good right from the start so i'm i'm definitely Mm. gonna finish it um but yeah so it's the news coming that uh starting Kraken first month january 2022 it will go into production uh triplets is moving forward um there's not much information as to why potentially eddie murphy dropped out um but but yeah so 33 years after the original they are moving forward with triplets with uh the original two plus tracy morgan you ever um, seen uh twins right is that what it's oh, called? i i watched it like two years ago so i don't remember but oh you God, watched I it okay I love funny it. movie funny movie yeah um i'm interested to see how this goes because they're both significantly you know not say okay they're both definitely older than they were when they filmed the first one um so i'm just kind of interested to see kind of what the plot is you know like what are we Mm -hmm. doing here yeah um and there's a good chance it could go couldn't could go badly (laughs) and and is it going to be funny (laughs) <laughs> that yeah, is that is the yeah. the main thing um but yeah i mean 
like I said, I'm I am very interested to see or we probably will never ever know, but why maybe Eddie Murphy dropped out? Like was he just busy? Like is he going back I, I think into maybe he's got I think maybe he's got other things. I've always I've 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 I feel like I've heard like a lot that he wanted to go back into stand up and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I would love. So, if that's the reason, sign yeah. me up tenfold. That, so I mean that would be so things, great. You know. He's yeah, doing true. or no, he's not in the Haunted Mansion thing, is he? Forgot about that. No, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. So that's uh pretty freaking cool news. Uh next up, you know, I'm not typically one to go in on, you know, Hollywood gossip or, you know, anything like that, or like, you know, who's together, who's not together, this, that, and the other, you know, TMZ breakups. But there oh, has been no. a major breakup in Hollywood that we need to talk about. I don't know what you're talking about. And then, the only relationship I know about that is back is uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. So I don't know what. Oh you're no, talking. not that. But that's great for them. Great for them. Great yeah. for them. So happy. Everybody that went to the Met Gala, you're all incredibly rich and incredibly beautiful. Enjoy your dresses and everything. You know, you all look great. Have a nice uh, rest of your week. Um, I am, of course, talking about one of the longest Hollywood relationships has come to a close, and that is Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers Media. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So we have uh, we have uh, Christopher Nolan. We had reports um, throughout the last couple weeks. They've really been kind of picking up speed. But Mm -hmm. in the past few months uh, is really when things started going off. Uh, which was that Christopher Nolan, uh, his new movie was going to be again set in World War II, this time um, about, uh, you know, Robert Oppenheimer, like Dr. Oppenheimer and the the atom bomb and all that stuff, um, which sounds really cool. Killian Murphy mm-hmm. is, uh, is in heavy negotiations and rumors to star. Um, so, I, again, I think that sounds really, really good. The only thing that didn't sound good to Chris Nolan was uh, Warner Brothers because... Him, along with uh, Denny Villeneuve, yeah. they were the two, out of everybody that got screwed in the whole move to streaming, the two of them yeah. were furious. I mean, I mean, Denny, he took out an op-ed in the New York Times. I'm he, not gonna, I don't care about Nolan, but how are you about to do my man's Denny Villeneuve like that? Exactly. Like, when all on. he's been doing, he's been giving you the best movies oh, he's of the you year the best, the great products. For, for a decade. I mean, so is Chris Nolan. Obviously, they both have. Yeah. Like, Although, was Denny, was he directly involved with Warner Brothers before Dune? Like, were they? Um, right, because I don't think it was a relationship like Chris Nolan. Oh, you're right. Actually, you're right. Yeah, Dune was the first one that he did with Warner. Okay, um, but no, yeah, I, it wasn't a relationship. You know, with but he Chris still Nolan, put out yeah. a great product yeah. consistently over his career. So, like, you know, but yeah. Chris Nolan and Warner Brothers, that was like they rolled deep, like that's yeah. this is no small thing we're talking we're talking almost every one of his movies like mm-hmm. going all the way back to 2005 since 2005 chris nolan has put out i think eight movies since 2005 and they have all yeah. been with warner um he you know he works at warner brothers he he when he goes to his job it is at the warner brothers lot like this is like a sever this is bad. I mean, mm. for Warner Brothers, not for, uh, for Chris yeah. Nolan. Um, <laughs> because, long story short, 
the news that came out a couple weeks ago about his next film was that he was shopping it around and Warner Brothers mm. was not on the list. Uh, just the fact that he was shopping it around was news. And then yeah. the fact that, like, because it would have been news if it was like, okay, yeah, Warner Brothers is an option, but he's shopping around. He said, Warner Brothers is not an option. I'm shopping around to everybody but them. I These guys stabbed me in the back, screwed me, you know, six ways to Sunday. Uh, I'm not going back there. And so Universal is uh, who Chris Nolan chose. Probably got a very, very good deal. Uh, it's, it's very early stages here. This news literally broke at 8 a.m. today, um, like literally this morning. So it's very mm. early stages. We don't know if this is a multi-picture deal, if Universal is going to be his new home, if he's going to be kind of bouncing between places. I think if I had to guess, he's probably going to be bouncing between places. I don't think he's going to want to settle into another thing like that again and, and then, you know, get screwed again. I think that I think it's really right. going to affect him going forward, what Warner Brothers did. Because really, they did. They screwed him. They screwed him. And they screwed Tenant. I mean, as much as we, I know we said we were going to stop talking about Tenant like six months ago, but um, you know, as much as we got annoyed at, at Tenant in our our old segment like Tenant Talk and stuff, they really screwed that movie. I mean, the only reason that people did, got yeah. sick of Tenant is just because everybody was talking about Tenant. But if you take that out of it, it, I enjoyed the movie when I finally sat down and watched it. You know, it's a Chris Nolan movie, but man, they they cut that i i even don't even want to say cut it off at the knees they cut it off at the throat like they they murdered that movie <laughs> and 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 no wonder i mean no wonder he wanted to to get the hell out of there i do not blame him one bit anyways what are your thoughts on this what are your thoughts on the project uh, as a whole and what are your thoughts on him landing at universal and just kind of the whole thing that's uh, going on they must have offered him like a very good deal mm -hmm. um I thought I, I saw something somewhere where he asked for like a 95 to 120 day uh, theatrical exclusive window. Um, and they didn't know if they were going to do that or if that was, you know, in, if well, that's in the cards or not. The question is then because Universal can't. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So I didn't hear mm. that part. But that would make sense to me. I thought I saw it somewhere, but... but I'm I, sure I you're correct. Oh, no, yep, I see it right here in the Deadline article. Okay. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. Yeah, rumors are that one of Nolan's stipulations uh, was that he is very... He is pushing very hard for a at least 90, but between 90 to 120-day uh, theatrical window. Now, the only trick is, regal aside, because they can do anything else... That, they can do anything they want at anything else, but Universal can only keep a movie theatrical exclusive with AMC for 45 days. And AMC mm. is just one movie provider, or is just one movie um, house, but it's the biggest movie house, it's the biggest movie theater chain in the entire country. Right. Well, AMC's a it's actually the biggest movie theater chain in the entire world. But sure. uh, but if we're just talking about, you know, the U.S. for a year, um, that is going to be tricky. Uh, maybe yeah. it's something that they can discuss. They with, might you be know, on the contract or I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I don't know because who I knows how long these talks have been going. I know this this cut yeah. this thing with AMC was like um, maybe a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, I think, but maybe it was something they're already talking about. They worked into the contract yeah. or something. I don't know. Um, need to but get yeah, I'm Adam Aaron in on this. You know, it's yeah. not looking good. If he if where he wherever he arrived, uh, now I've been surprised. I'm just kind of excited for his next movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, just kind of because they don't because Universal doesn't have a right. They don't have a service because who are oh, they wait, Peacock their own or are they parent? OK, so it's yeah, it's it's so, uh, Comcast. That's why I was like, because I was like, doesn't Universal is they're owned by somebody. But I don't know. Who yeah. Yeah. Well, we're um, talking a little bit more about Peacock in a second here. But yeah, but I don't think his his films will end up on Peacock. Uh, and I think they will honor whatever kind of he wants because, you know, he he brings in the moolah. He brings the goods. So, yeah, I think uh, I think they'll respect that. And uh, yeah, excited for his next movie. I agree. Yeah, I'm super excited. And, and about the next movie in particular. Yeah, the concept sounds great. Whatever. Killian Murphy is always in Nolan's movies, but mm-hmm. make him the lead of one of them. I am so excited that he is in talks to star to star in this, and I and right. I think that wouldn't be possible without, oddly enough, a day and date released movie, which was which a lot of people loved him in, which earlier this year, which was uh, Quiet Place Part Two. He was fantastic in that movie, and I think it really catapulted his his kind of star a little bit higher to where mm-hmm. I think he could he could pull off the the starring role, the title role in a Nolan movie. Because he's always in them, but he doesn't get the chance to be the main guy. Uh, and I would right. really love to see him get that opportunity because he's such a fantastic actor. Um, but yeah, so like we just talked about, let's talk about uh, Peacock a little bit more, which is, uh, do you know of a little franchise uh, called All Hallows' Eve? And specifically, Halloween Kills. Have you heard of this? Uh, yeah. Wait. Sorry. What did you? <laughs> have you All heard Hallows of, uh, Eve. What did yeah, you say? Yeah. Have you heard of uh, this movie? It's called Halloween, uh, and then it's got a sequel coming out called Hall- Halloween Kills. Yes, I have heard of that. Yes. It's a little tricky though because this is a sequel to Halloween, but Halloween was a sequel to Halloween, mm-hmm. which was forty years ago. Right. But this is this Halloween. Are you following? Okay. Me? Yeah, I follow you. All right. Well, this Halloween trick-or-treating is going to come home. They're going to bring the candy to you on Peacock. And that is because Halloween Kills is moving to Peacock. Yes. So this is October 15th, the next installment in uh, the Halloween franchise, uh, which is coming off of a greatly received uh, by me, I believe you as well, right? The 2018 one? Yeah, yeah a, like a very, very greatly received from both of us and the community at large um, sequel in 2018's Halloween. Uh, and this is going to be day and date, uh, immediate streaming with Peacock and theatrical. Uh, again, just like we're seeing with most of these other, uh, other uh, vendors and uh, distributors, it's going to be 45-day theatrical, and then Peacock is going to be where you can find that movie, um, which is, you know... It's just the kind of way that the, I guess the world is working. Uh, no, it will be in theaters uh, for uh, chat. Uh, it will be in theaters. It is going to be a day and date release. So the same way that Warner Brothers is doing everything. Um, so October 15th, it'll be on Peacock and in theaters, yeah. which normally I'd be like, oh, can we stop this? But Peacock has really only dabbled in this with uh, the with Boss Baby 2 um which they did get good numbers on but i'd like to see a bigger sample size to see if maybe they do something more interesting with the day and date model um Mm -hmm. i I just i also think that this is going to be a good chance to actually grow peacock um 
Here's the problem with Peacock. It it's service. not available on all devices. That's the problem. Like, I, the problem, I, yeah. I don't understand this. Like, just go to, get to an agreement with Amazon so you can officially put on the Fire Stick and I don't have to sideload it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think I've talked about this before. When I Googled it, how to put when I Googled it to sideload it, there was like a quote that somebody, I forget, like somebody in either company was like, yeah, you're just going to have to sideload it. Like, they yeah. encouraged it, you know? <laughs> and it's like, what, just. That's so funny. Just reach a deal. Who cares how much, you know, the, I get it, money, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like you're you're missing out on, like, a big uh, market, like a, a big share of the market, I feel mm-hmm. like, without, with, and it's not on Chromecast either. At least uh, it cannot be, stri- it cannot be casted from your phone to your TV with Chromecast, I believe. That might have changed since the last time I tried it, um, but I know it's definitely not available on Firestick. Yeah, I believe. Again, I could be wrong. It could have changed, but um, and it's also not an app I use that much. I know it has good stuff on it, but I got you know we're juggling a lot of things over here. <clears throat> no, you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. Uh, hang on, I'm just trying to find uh, something for our next uh, story here. We might have to do a streaming service rank one day. We might. That might that would be a good show. We could have a yeah. guest on or something. That that would actually be really really good. Um, uh, but yeah, um, so that'll do it for, uh, the Halloween talk. Um, next up, we have again, talking about the theatrical window. Once again, Disney, little company called Disney, their startup out of, uh, Los Angeles. Um, they have announced that the total rest of their, uh, film slate will be releasing exclusively theatrical. No more Disney Plus premiere access, for this year at least. Um, and, and I want to get your thoughts. After, after I get your thoughts on the story, I have a pitch for what I want premiere access to kind of turn into, what I think mm-hmm. it should kind of become uh, for a way to... Because, you know, obviously I don't want to pay money to see these movies. I mean, I already, pay, I already pay for, you know, well, I guess... But- Theatrically, I'm in a better position than others to see movies at a low Correct, rate, yeah. um, I'll yes. say. Um, <laughs> but but streaming-wise, I'm happy to pay the monthly subscription, but the premiere access, the only one I ever did was Black Widow. I watched it one other time. I let my friend watch yeah. it, uh, and then that was it. <laughs> I haven't watched it since. I've only watched it, and I've only seen Black Widow twice, uh, period. Like, I've only seen it... Uh-huh. The weekend that it came out, and then once I bought it on Premiere Access, that's it. Um, so the $30 for Premiere Access, not really that worth it to me. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I'm going to pull some, pull a couple things up here, but uh, in that time, what are your thoughts on this uh, news that uh, Disney, at least for the rest of 2021, is going to go theatrical exclusive? Um, I think Again, that's with, a very with good the, idea. With the 45-day, I should I should point out. Oh, right. Um, I think it's a very good idea. I think uh, Shang-Chi definitely uh, kind of, you know, made them feel more secure in this decision. Um, and I think, you know, like a movie like Eternals, I feel like only belongs in a theater. Eternals looks like one I might want to see in IMAX. Um, just because it just looks like a huge movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not surprised by this decision. Uh and I think if they were to do the whole day and date thing again, I think it would have cut into 
I think they know by now that they're gonna get they're not gonna make as much money as if it was day and date. Yeah. Um or as if it wasn't day and date. Yeah. As um, if it was theatrical only. Right. So I I'm not really surprised and I'm I'm glad they kind of made the decision. Again, it's 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 like a two sided coin because it's like it's really good for some people and it's it sucks for people that are, you know, purists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um then again, like even if you are you, you know, you don't have to it's not hurting your pockets like going to if it if it releases same day on a streaming service it doesn't it doesn't hurt you to still go to the theater it yeah. hurts the comp the, the companies exactly um, yeah. so yeah i think it's a matter of them looking at how much money they can make and how much money they're losing out on by putting it on a streaming service the same day mm-hmm. and they're just kind of going with you know let's just make as much money as we can yeah um so the thing i was pulling up was I wanted to get the actual... Um, for those who don't know, you can actually go onto the Walt, Walt Disney Pictures um, website, and I, I don't know exactly how to navigate to it, but for public um, record, uh, you can actually find always their up-to-date, most current release calendar. A lot of times, like, when you, oh, fi- when you see... When you see um, yeah, like I've sent, I've, I definitely know in like 2019 or something, I've sent you this. It's, it's literally just a word document. Like it's, it's, okay. it's got no frills on it at all. Yeah. Like here, hang on. Let me, I actually, actually through the power of our uh, system here, I can uh, pull it up for you guys. Uh, I think I know where you're going with this. And this like, this like update to the release schedule, was that something they published or did somebody just go on here well that's that's what i'm gonna say so uh let's see it should be on your screens in three two there you go uh yeah so this is it this is literally you could find this on their website it's it's literally no joke a word document um Mm -hmm. and it's kind of both things so a lot of times when you hear that like oh disney updated a release date or something like that or there's a new release date for this it's people, there are people at every Hollywood trade that just go on this and double check this every day, all the time, like that kind of thing. And they do it for all the studios because yeah. all studios release calendars is public. Well, any company that is public. So because Walt Disney is a publicly traded company, they release this accessible to everyone in the public um to keep everybody updated and know when things might potentially be happening and and keep everybody informed basically um so you can see right here the remaining 2021 films not that much left um but there's still a good amount uh these will all be theatrical exclusive which the first one is the eyes of tammy faye which of course i'm extremely looking forward to i'm excited for that too yeah well first of all i'm excited for the talent behind it second of all jim baker i hope there's a scene about the buckets um and uh and also andrew garfield looks great in it and it's leading to some very very fun i don't know did you see the uh did you see the clip of andrew garfield on fallon it's going no but Twitter. all i know is they asked him about spider-man again and something about him being a photoshop or something bro he's I, I saw just a tweet i i have always been confident that they're going to be in it but my confidence was like 80 20 i'll be both, honest they're in it i will be so happy this is terrible, but I'll be so happy if they're not in it yeah. and everybody just goes nuts. Cause I'll just that be, would like, be great. You brought on yourself. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> that's very, like, that's very Norm McDonald of you. <laughs> it's very, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's, I, 
I I think it'd be great if they're in it, but if they're not in it, yeah. I I'd be like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't wasn't yeah. like, oh my god, like I already know they're gonna be in it. The you know, stuff like that. If you watch the after the show tonight, watch the Fallon yeah. clip. Okay. He's in it. He ba- he basically has like a laugh panic attack, uh-huh. and he's like, because Jimmy Fallon just basically, you know, other people like Jimmy Kimmel was like, so there's rumors that you know you and Toby are coming back and stuff. Jimmy Fallon was like. So you're in this movie, right? He was like, there's video, there's a leaked video and leaked pictures of you being in this movie. And he was like, this, okay, what? <laughs> it's like, this video on it's he's standing on something with a blue screen behind. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So people were like, it's I questionable. saw like a TikTok. I saw a TikTok and somebody was like, oh, he's, they were like reading his lips or whatever. And they, they were like, oh, he said that to Toby. I was like, how the fuck do you know that is Toby McGuire standing yeah. off screen? Like, what are you talking about? That's so stupid. <laughs> like, um, do you have the the do you have the full widescreen view that you know it's him? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't and know. also, it just, it just annoys me sometimes. Also, how would you have? Because that image, like, there was a whole thing where that image was released, and it was like in three sixty p, like, uh, very poor quality. And yeah. then they kept like whoever the leaker was kept releasing it in an increasingly higher and higher resolution and then released the video in like what they say is like 4k which is the one that's circulating now do you really think that disney or sony for that matter would allow a camera capable of recording that to shoot andrew garfield that close on his <laughs> face like just a scene from the movie like what are you talking about um i, I don't know i mean but anything's possible but I will say, genuinely based on Andrew Garfield's reaction, I, I, even though from like a tech point of view, that footage, you know, the body, there's minimal body movement. It, it could totally be a deep fake, like 100% it could totally be a deep fake. But based on his reaction on Fallon, I, I really think it's him. I, I really think the video is real and I really think that it is him, um, which is like crazy but he he basically like has a laugh one more time if he is in it please nobody say anything please nobody please marvel do not say do not put them in the trailer please let this be a reveal i'm worried about that i'm very worried about that (laughs) um but yeah so then they have the last duel ron's gone wrong french dispatch antlers which me and everybody at work thought that came out like seven months ago dude i was i was actually kind of intrigued and it just kept getting pushed and then i was like Mm -hmm. did it get did it come out (laughs) well three managers of a movie theater thought that it already came out so that that should tell you i remember getting the poster yeah which is like yeah in 2019 yeah yeah um then we have eternals obviously and kanto which is the next uh pixar one west side story uh nightmare alley which actually just had first uh, couple pictures released which was uh some was filmed here man yeah a good amount i think it's like all of the exteriors were filmed here mm-hmm. um they like turned uh they turned the area around city hall into like the 40s it pretty cool stuff mm-hmm. buffalo is a happening movie town um mm-hmm. but yeah so uh i think it's very great news but yeah my thing what i think they should kind of pivot the premiere access into is kind of a way for them to make a little bit more money if this is what they want to do which of course they want to make more money um have the 45 day theatrical but then don't just put it on disney plus for free on the 46th day 
-hmm. put it on Disney Plus and call it Premier Access or whatever. But let's say there's a 45-day theatrical exclusive. Then let's say there's like a 15-day, a, a so like two weeks. Let's say there's a 15-day uh, Premier Access exclusive. And it's you pay like $9.99 and you get uh, Shang-Chi two weeks before everybody else. Because for everyone else, on that 45th day, Shang-Chi is gone. You can't see it at theaters mm -hmm. anymore. And you can't see it on Disney+. Plus. It's gone for those 15 days unless you pay for the Premier Access at a much cheaper price of, let's say, like $9.99 or something like that. I think that would be a good way to, to get people, to get that additional revenue stream for Disney+, Plus. keep people calm with not such an, a ridiculously high price tag of like 30 or 40 bucks for the movie. I mean, that was, that's crazy. Um... But yeah, I think that's one way that you could you could kind of make a little bit more money off of the same kind of release model and keep that mm -hmm. uh, forty five day theatrical exclusive. Um, but yeah, that's just what I think. All right, let's see what do we have next. Oh yes, so there was a little thing this weekend uh, or last week. I think it was this past weekend. It might have been Friday or something. Uh, the playstation event oh uh, do you want to do you want to talk about, about uh it. some of this yeah um, you can pick uh, we're talking about the big three uh so that's boy, insomniac and that. lucasfilm um yeah so we had uh i think it was last thursday um sony did a playstation direct that they kind of sprinkle out through the year usually it's probably I don't even know how many there are usually every year. Maybe like two or three or something. Maybe less. Um, and I they... much prefer this over E3, though. Pepper it out over the yeah. year. Get me excited throughout yeah. the year instead of one big event. Yeah. And I that, love it. And, and the pandemic has really empowered Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. um, and EA, really. And EA, yeah. EA mm -hmm. and a lot of other bigger uh, developers. Um but so they kind of start off with all the third party stuff and not sorry, not third party stuff. Um, but they start off with a bunch of, you know, there was like two announcements in the beginning. We got the Knights of the Old Republic remake, uh, like the first that was literally the first thing that they did. Um, and then we got a bunch of other games that look cool um, and some of them we had seen before. And then it was reaching about four. it was about it was supposed to be about 40 minutes. So it was reaching about 440. It was like 441 and everybody was like, OK. What is, you know, where are these, where are the big announcements? Because mm -hmm. uh, everybody was talking before, like the insiders were like, oh, you should be excited for this. Like, this should be something, you know, there's stuff that they're going to talk about that, you know, people have been, I think one reporter is like, people have been asking me about this one thing for like a long time and they're going to talk or something. Um, so the first announcement I think they had was, was Spider-Man 2, I think. I forget the order. Uh, we had a Spider-Man 2 announcement, so sequel to the Spider-Man PS4 game, and as well as Miles Morales, mm -hmm. um, which released with the PlayStation 5. We had an announcement for a Wolverine game, which was completely unexpected. Again, I don't know how Insomniac is putting out these games, because they literally just put out Ratchet and Clank like a few months ago, mm -hmm. uh, and they put out Miles Morales a few months before that. <laughs> um, They're working and... hard, man. They are working very hard. Um, and what is the, am I, what's the third one? 
Spider-Man well, 2. Well, I mean, Wolverine. you said it earlier, the uh, KOTOR. Oh, the KOTOR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's take, them, the Ro- uh, yeah. let's take them one at a time. Let's start with Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Uh, that game, I do not have a... I've started it. I probably got... I don't know how many hours I got in. Uh, but I just stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will be interested because a lot of people are saying that maybe they don't make it turn-based, which I am not a huge turn-based combat person. I saw that. Um, they were talking about changing the uh, the actual game. No, I don't style. know if that's what they're doing because well, they, apparently it's not like a remaster. It's like they're kind they of said rebuilding they're it. building it from the ground up. Yeah. Right. So it's not like, oh, we're just going to, you know, have mm-hmm. a new coat of paint on it. It's going to look look good, but it's still have the same mechanics and everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of hoping for that. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I would, it kind of. Yeah. I would like a hybrid. Like I don't really yeah. like the turn base either, but I also kind of get bored of like the first person or third person type of you know melee or yeah. shooter or however you want to say it. Uh, obviously not a shooter if you're Revan, but you know. Um, so I would like a, a little bit of a hybrid. I think that would be that would be cool. But yeah. um, let's say the question that everybody asks whenever there's anything with uh, Star Wars. Okay. The end of the trailer said a a remake of a legendary story. So do we think that means it is going to be legends and that's what they're hinting at? Or do you think that rebuilding it also means just ever so slightly tweaking the story to make it canon? What do you think? I don't know because I don't know. Revan's already Revan's already <laughs> canon. I'll say this. There are things that I don't know the full detailed story of every beat of the game. I know like mm-hmm. a ton about it and a ton about the game and everything. But um, I don't know like every detail because I, I have not played it through, which is why I'm super excited for this. And the fact that it's a PS5. Uh, uh, what, oh, my God. What is it I'm called? exclusive. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I. That that is really cool, and that's going to make me want to play it, especially if it's going to be taking full advantage of everything that the PS Five has to offer. Um, newly expandable storage being one of them, thank God. Um, <laughs> but there are, I would say, if you change five percent of this game story wise, mm-hmm. it'll fit in canon no problem. There's some yeah. things that are like, well, that wasn't invented until then, that doesn't really match up. But if you remove those things or swap them out for something different, that sort of thing. You could make this canon perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, char- characters from it like Revan and a couple others, they're already canon. It's just a matter of is the the history in this game, is that also going to be canon? Uh, mm-hmm. To me, I might be being too optimistic in this. I think there's not a point of... there's not There's no point to Lucasfilm rebuilding this entire game just to make it not canon. When they have the opportunity to change very small things, sure, you're going to upset some people because they're like, you know, I wanted a exact remake or whatever. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you can't please everybody. Yeah. If you change very minor things, you can make this immensely fan favorite, like huge fan favorite uh, title canon. Um, right. Which personally, that's just what I think they're going to do. But I mean, I could be wrong and we won't know mm-hmm. for years. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even, and I didn't know, I feel like I saw some things that the second one was not as well-received as the first one. I thought they were both kind of on the same uh, oh, level, yeah. like where level. they people loved both of them, but I guess that was not the case. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next announcement, I think, because I know they ended with God of War, but I think I'm pretty sure I'm out of order. But the next announcement was, uh, I believe, the Wolverine game, um, which was just a quick kind of teaser. Uh, yeah. They're it in was literally. And... <laughs> yeah, it's literally what you guys are looking at right now. It's the claws yeah, so at a bar. They're in a bar, and he the claws come out, and that's about it. Um, which had a lot of people thinking, and I've also thinking, is this Insomniac or Sony setting up their own kind of MCU game universe? Um, which I think would be pretty cool. I it, mm-hmm. personally like. Does this lead? I know we already have the Avengers game, but can you take that? Now I don't know how that whole thing works. Like, can you make? You know, if we're going to lead up to that at some point, can you make an Avengers game without kind of stepping on the toes of Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix and what they've done with their own Avengers game? Um, that I'm not sure about. I um, think you'd be allowed to only because you could say the same thing about Square Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics for bringing Spider-Man into the Avengers game. Right. So I yeah, think I think it would be OK yeah. to go the other way. Um, right. I just want to know how are the rights working with all this stuff? Cause I just naturally assumed, you know, S- Spider-Man game because that Sony soul has sole ownership right. over that. Is this a deal? Cause yes, obviously Kevin Feige is the mastermind behind the movies, but what people may not know is Kevin Feige is also chief creative officer at Marvel, not Marvel, Marvel studios, yeah. Mar like Marvel, the everything mm-hmm. side of things. So did they have to strike a deal with Feige on this to get Wolverine or is there a different Probably. deal for video games like that? That's I what think I'm interested in. Cause I think Marvel just is licensing out their characters. Yeah. Um, right. So again, I'm no expert in any of this. So, but, um, so I like, again, I think, again, I think they just kind of license their characters out to crystal dynamics dynamics to make, the Avengers game and you could do the same thing probably with Sony. Um, and again, that'd be a big, uh, cause they have their Sony has their Marvel kind of thing. Like obviously their Avengers is on PC, Xbox stuff, but Spider-Man, very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Spider-Man two, probably going to be another very good game. And, uh, Wolverine probably going to be another very good game. Um, and then we have obviously the Guardians of the Galaxy game is on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm interested to see kind of, and I've seen some talk about this like maybe how does Xbox counter? Like, who do they go to DC and say, hey, we want to make a standalone universe? I don't even know. Even, or, like, or not a standalone, sorry. Yeah, or even like the universe. Like, I want to see if mm-hmm. Sony kind of builds within probably, I don't know if Insomniac can develop yeah. every single game, but if they create their own Insomniac MCU with yeah. all these little different characters That'd be in the awesome. that game, combining them. Um, and then, of course, that kind of leads us into the Spider-Man 2 announcement, which uh, everybody's been looking forward to. Um, we get kind of Miles and uh, Peter on the same screen at the same time, finally. And then we see kind of Venom emerge from the shadows, who is voiced by the guy who uh, played Candyman in the original Candyman. Mm-hmm. Tony um, Todd. Also really played cool. uh, yep. Zoom in uh, The Flash on CW. Oh, okay. Crazy good um, voice. One thing that is, although I probably wouldn't have done it, it is single player. So mm-hmm. although you might think it, it would be multiplayer because of the Miles and Peter, it is single. Um, but I'm assuming you'll probably play as both of those characters. And maybe even Venom. I think that'd be really cool if you played as all three. Because um, I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that 
Venom is not the main yeah, antagonist. I in think this it's going to end in a team up. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, and I think this game, I think it's 2023 or 2024. 23. Um, 23. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for these again. The Wolverine game was a shock because I did not see that coming. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, and of course we got more, obviously it's movies, but we got another, or we got a lot of more footage of God of war, the sequel to the God of war 2018, which I'm really excited mm-hmm. about. Um, but yeah, a lot of games coming. Oh yeah. Very, very cool. Um, the only thing I'm worried about with the Wolverine game is yeah. like, one of the things that Spider-Man lends himself and has always lent himself to being great mm-hmm. for a video game is how quick he can travel. You right. know what I mean? It's it's the it's the motion element. It's the actual like, yeah. you know, going places because that's the thing is that like a video game is great when like, you know, you're doing a great level and stuff, but kind of like the Avengers game. A big problem with the Avengers game is you're like, oh, I'm doing a mission. And then you're like, all right, the mission's over. And now I'm watching what they consider to be not a load screen, but, oh, why am I spending five minutes watching the Avengers just sitting on a hell on a, on a Quinjet? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then you go yeah. in. No, like, I think, I think that's solved with, cause I think it's going to be a, cause it's not online. Like one of the things is with Avengers, it's an online, always on most true. of the time, like without yeah. the single player campaign, you're playing online with friends doing these different missions. So you need time to load all that load, you know, each person everything in wolverine's single player i'm assuming obviously mm-hmm. or i'm assuming 99 sure um and i forget if they said it's going to be a smaller uh what, if what? it's like uh i just was thinking oh. i was like what if it's like a what if it's like red dead but with logan that would be cool um that would be that awesome. would be very cool because that's um, what i'm thinking is like yeah i don't want to lose the open world aspect i hope it's an open think- world game I've heard I I wasn't I'm not sure what they said, but I forget because there's people saying will it be condensed like kind of Miles Morales was a little bit smaller, you know, mm-hmm. um, or will it be a a world like 2018 Spider-Man yeah. where it's sprawling and a big city and everything. Um, I th- I would have to imagine I have to imagine it's got to be smaller because just this like Spider-Man 2 is probably going to be a, mm-hmm. a very big game. Yeah. So I, I'm just I. You have to think that Wolverine is probably going to be a little bit like Miles Morales size. But again, yeah. I could be wrong. <laughs> well, one thing that that I could counterpoint, kind of your point and my own point with, yeah. is yes, I think it logically speaking, I think it would make sense to be a smaller game. But if they if they really put themselves out there and say no, we're not compromising on this game. Spider Man's not the only mm-hmm. character that we can make a good game of. If they take that kind of a stand, like almost like put their foot in the sand, you know what I mean, type of thing, or draw, mm-hmm. put their foot in the, you know, whatever the yeah. saying is that I'm trying to say, and they're yeah. like, no, we're not going to cheapskate on this. We are making a big, huge, whopping Wolverine game, and you're going to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if mm-hmm. they did that, I'd be like, you know what? Bravo. No matter how good the game is, I got to respect that. Like, that would be really mm-hmm. cool. Um but yeah, super excited for all three of those announcements. Obviously, yeah. like just so good, um, especially the Wolverine one. Like you were you were keeping me updated because I was I was at work and then or I was on my way to work and then I was at work. So I was like missing the the conference and I was like, ah, um, but then I went back and I rewatched, you know, the the big three announcements and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was holding out a little bit of hope. I know you were holding out hope for Sly Cooper. I was holding a little hope Ugh. of like I was holding a little hope Ugh. of just like because obviously it's well documented like uh what's it called? Rift Apart for Ratchet and Clank. Like they crushed it. Yeah. Like that was a huge game for the PS five. Um I was hoping for a little bit of just like maybe like a wrench that says twenty twenty five or so like right, i don't know right. like i was like you know just a little tease but maybe it's way too soon for that but yeah. i'm sure at this point i'm sure it will not be another decade or six or seven years type of thing until we get the next ratchet and clank game because this mm-hmm. like i said this rift apart mm-hmm. it was huge for the ps5 i mean it, it the sales were like through the roof and everybody loved it so it's like yeah, like you said insomniac they sony better be giving insomniac enough money to hire to triple their staff like just hire everybody just hire everybody that they can um to right. work on these games as hard as possible yeah. but you know within their rights as workers and human beings uh please don't kill of game course. developers no, um yeah, no crunch yeah no crunch uh speaking of crunch though uh tj recently had to crunch his uh catching up of the hit television series what if uh so he has caught up on it and we also got a little mid-season uh trailer uh we didn't do a reaction to it because we don't normally do reactions to the mid-season trailers because it's just i didn't like, watch it so yeah well <laughs> i'll show do you have the stream up because i'm about to pull up all the images that are kind of important yeah, yeah so yeah. okay yeah so these are really the main ones a lot of it was footage that we've already seen um but these right here are kind of the main images that people are taking away from um and this kind of tells us two things. Uh, one is kind of what we had suspected from little bits and pieces of the marketing material in the past that everybody's like, oh, these episodes are, you know, well, some people say some of them are good. Some people say some of them are great. I think they've all been either good or great. Um, I still yeah. think episode one was the weakest only because they did the least amount with the concept. And I get that the story. it's you're dipping your toe into the water. So I get that they had to do that. I'm not having that as a knock against the episode at all. Um, yeah. I really like Peggy, obviously. Is the yeah, hero. one and two are basically just like character replacements almost. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's like one is literally just replacing a character. Two is replacing a character. But also here's how it affects things. Three is right. just balls to the wall. Everything's different. What the hell's going on? And then four is a masterpiece of sadness and depression. And five is yeah. also very, very good. Um, but a big thing that people were wondering is, you know, for people who haven't been paying as much attention to the marketing material is, are these just one-offs? Are we never going to see these guys again? Or are they coming back? Uh, well, the in the very first trailer, you see a shot of all of them teaming up. So, you know, people that watch that know yeah a lot of them are coming back um and we get confirmation of that here which we see uh up in the top let's go top left down so we have uh party thor who they're referring to or thor who they're referring to as party thor he's clean shaven apparently he's been hanging out in las vegas uh we have yet to meet party thor in what if but uh he's gonna be part of the team up then we see evil doctor strange uh who i'm assuming in the team up probably maybe isn't going to be that evil if you've seen the end of the episode he kind of has a little yeah. bit of buyer's remorse with that spell i um also i'll be honest don't know how he's there well exactly yeah well i think yeah. we're gonna get the watcher kind of being like plucking people okay, out yeah. um that kind of thing uh but yeah so we get the two of them teaming up then we see uh 
again, I'm going off the names of the Funko Pops because a lot of them have already gotten released for characters that we haven't met yet. Korg in the middle? Yeah, I'll get to him in a second. But if you go down to the bottom left, uh, you have post-apocalyptic Black Widow, which is what the Funko Pop is called. Then you have uh, Gamora, daughter of Thanos, which is uh, some sort of evil version of Gamora um, that is wearing Thanos's armor and has Thanos's sword. Um, and then next to her, you have Peggy Carter, uh, Captain Carter. But as a, as I showed TJ earlier, she's actually wearing the Captain Carter version of Steve's Winter Soldier stealth suit. So this is like because at the end of episode one, if you watch, um, she just like Steve did, she wakes up and she comes back. Well, she actually a different way, but she winds up in the modern day again, working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, so I think it's really cool that she got kind of the same sort of navy and silver stealth suit that steve got i think that's really cool Uh, and her hair is a little more modern and stuff too then we have uh something i really hope is not going to be as emotional as the movie which is tony uh doing the snap uh in the what if style there and then like you said we have korg dancing on sakar with a cut with the robot yeah he's doing the robot he's got mantis there whose face is cut off in the bottom right of that Mm. picture um then you have what looks to be a shield agent a scroll in the background of the left and as Asgar- a couple as guardians a couple more aliens and Korg has a baby's binky in his mouth uh so i'm not sure what the hell is going on um but i am very excited to see that uh and then bottom left uh we have bottom right. what looks what lo- or bottom right yeah we have what looks to be uh shuri and pepper Potts uh gearing up for some sort of battle uh which mm-hmm. pepper looks like she is ready to go um, and I think that is going to be from this week's thing, because if you look there, Shuri looks very young and Pepper is wearing almost the identical mm-hmm. hairstyle and dress that she was wearing. And in it's the first also um, Killmonger saving Tony Stark. right? Yeah, exactly. It's that's it's the uh, Killmonger saves Tony. Like, what if what if Iron Man never happened? Basically, that's this episode, right. um, which is really, really cool. Uh, and then top right there. uh that is so if you look really clear i know it's small but so that's hawkeye in his uh end game getup he's kind of wearing a hawkeye suit but with his end game you know mohawk hair but actually the thing that he is in if you look at the little platforms and stuff around him I, that's exactly what i was thinking he's actually in the thing from uh civil war civil war yeah yep. he's in the he's <laughs> in the like siberian winter soldier right. base uh which is very interesting i'm glad you knew that right away too because i was like that's got to be what that is it's the it's the little trapezoid things that like i mean you can't you can't forget tony steve and bucky like slamming their bodies on those as they all three fall down um so maybe it's what if civil war went a different way maybe that's an episode that we're gonna get um or something like that or or maybe it's something where like civil and war never like, happened so yeah. maybe hawkeye's going to maybe they have to recruit the other winter soldiers who yeah. in this timeline are still alive down there anything's possible but that is very cool it's very cool to see clint in that space yeah. so because it's like why um like and that's the best thing that's the best thing to me about what if has provided us is what the hell is clint doing in that scene from civil war how do we get there like, I would l- I cannot wait for this. And it's like and that's something that 
that shot of Clint is something that, like, some of these other ones we've gotten hints at before, but that shot of Clint, right. we have no idea what episode that could be. We have no idea what the what if is going to be. We have no idea about any of that. Um, but yeah, that is so cool to me. I, I just can't. Um, one thing I just wanted to bring up real quick about yeah. what I liked about what if I just caught up last night with Danielle. Um, there are, I liked how uh, in the most recent episode, the zombie one, there's some brutal kills in there. Yeah. I was like, I was very shocked that that was on Sam, I, that it especially was on Sans, yeah, Sam get cut in half, Oof. I believe. Yeah. Uh, and Steve um, also cut in half a different yeah, direction I, cut in half, but right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was just kind of happy to, not ha- I, I don't know. I don't know what the term is. I guess, you know, I guess happy to see that kind of brutality uh, on Disney plus because they've been so kind of, you know, Disney plus very family focused. I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's a majority. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, I liked seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So let's end off with, um, let's just, do a little bit of Hawkeye talk, just very brief, brief. And then we have uh, one more story uh, and then we'll wrap things up here. So uh, we got the first official look at the Hawkeye trailer. Um, and if you want to know our uh, or actually, if you want to know um, TJ's man. thoughts, yeah, because I, I slept through it a little bit. Um, <laughs> you can check out the trailer reaction, which is on the channel right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll say because I haven't talked about it yet, I I really enjoyed the trailer. I, I thought it was really good. I actually thought if I have one complaint, I think the sound mixing was a little off. I feel like the the mm. song, as great as it was, is you know the Christmas song, the whole Christmas trailer. I think the song was a little loud. Like it was it was yeah. so loud you couldn't hear some of the dialogue, and even some of the sound effects were a little bit loud. That it, it was a little hard to hear some of the dialogue. Um, if you weren't like paying really laser focused attention to it, but overall, I really liked it. I'm very much looking forward to the series, but you have to tell me, uh, so what apparently John Campion did not like this. He went on a, a classic Campion rant. Is that correct? Yeah. He just, he said he was not a fan of the trailer. Not that he doesn't like, he was like, not that I'm saying, you know, that the show won't be good or anything. He mm-hmm. did not like the trailer at all. Um, oh, God, I like the trailer, uh, as I stated in the reaction. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping that this gets me more of the Hawkeye, Hawkeye bandwagon. Um, because like I've said, stated multiple times, uh, I just not a fan of, I was just have not, I'd never really cared for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's same with black widow again, like at the end of end game, uh, or when she sacrificed herself, I just kind of felt like I was like, Oh, okay. You know, um, and the black widow movie kind of made me, you know, brought me a little bit more to caring about her, but not as much as I think would have if she had a solo movie, you know, about six years ago. Um, so I'm hoping that this show kind of, you know, brings me along and kind of helps me appreciate her more. And, uh, okay. So uh, real quick, I stated, I, I knew I was wrong. I was like, Kate Bishop in my head. I was like, not his daughter, but I was like, is, yeah. is she his daughter at some point in the comics or no? Is that true? No. No, she's okay, a. So I got she's, that wrong. Yeah, so she who comes is from she? a different. Um, <laughs> well, she comes from. Uh, she's just kind of like an outsider. She's exact. It's oh, okay. actually pretty similar just, to okay. how it is in the trailer. She comes right. like the bishops are like a um, a well-to-do like they're like a a business empire type like family thing like oh, she comes okay. she like comes from wealth tries to run from mm-hmm. it that kind of thing, um, which there is there is going to be for sure elements of that uh, in this show. 
Um, but yeah, it's that kind of same thing. You know, she's kind of a, she knows of Hawkeye and stuff. They're kind of going more like the Spider-Man route where like, she's kind of like a mega fan type thing in this, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is great. You know, Rogers, the musical and all that, you know, I, they need to produce that now. Uh, that needs to be a real mm-hmm. thing. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's just basically like just another archer. Like she's not really connected to anybody. Um, until then again, for this show and just in general read the matt fraction hawkeye run it's without it it's pretty much universally you know known as it's the best hawkeye run that they've ever done uh and it's it's heavily about clint and kate uh and it is basically the the main basis for this show uh with certain changes and stuff because you know it's the mcu versions of everything but um yeah it's it's a big basis for this actual show uh, with the tracksuit mafia and stuff like that, and potentially Kingpin showing up in. I was just say, uh, so do we know? Series? That's the other thing I said in the reaction. I was like, do we know who the like villain's gonna be? Do we know? Um, so the villain kind of... is going to be uh, like the main villain. Okay, so there's like an organization of uh, villains called the tracksuit mafia who are like okay. in the in the Matt Fraction comic book. The tracksuit mafia is trying to basically like. Clint is a landlord, basically, of a apartment complex, um, mm-hmm. and the tracksuit mafia are trying to push out the tenants so that they can buy the land. Um, okay. And in that, the tracksuit mafia ends up that they're working for Kingpin. Um, so it's kind of like Kingpin, a couple other people are involved in that. So then, flash forward to the show, we have Echo, who is a... Uh, real nerd out moment here so echo is in this she's the woman that you see in the red light uh like you just see the close-up of her face that's echo there's already rumors that she's going to be getting her own disney plus uh series which would be really cool um that gives a lot of confidence in that character and the performance apparently um but yeah so it basically uh she is kind of a mentor slash partner teacher type role like it kind of varies depending on the version of clint but also more importantly echo in the comics she was the original ronin she was who clint oh, okay. got the suit from and stuff and as you see from the trailer here you know the his past as ronin is has not escaped him uh it's going to be a huge part of this series obviously um and basically the person who trained echo to be ronin and to train her in the first place was wilson fisk uh, who also ran the tracksuit mafia and all that. So kind of a lot of the stuff in this, if you put, uh, you know, one together and you put one together, you get Wilson Fisk. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So I, I think, and we've had rumors and not just rumors, rumors from Joe's yeah. movie farts. Uh, this is THR rumors, deadline rumors that Wilson Fisk, Vincent D'Onofrio from Daredevil is going to appear in this show again not confirmed obviously nothing like that um but yeah and i don't think it will be a coincidence if maybe he shows up in the second to last episode of this because the second to last episode of this takes place or will come out on the exact same week that spider-man no way home will come out who again will uh that is um rumored to have charlie cox reprising daredevil in that so anything's possible i think that would be very very cool if they do that. Yeah, so the second to last episode of Hawkeye comes out on December 15th, and then uh, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out two days later. 
So how cool would it be if they if they have Wilson Fisk show up in the penultimate mm-hmm. episode of Hawkeye as like the big bad, and then boom, two days later you get to see Matt Murdock again, and they're like, "Yep, we have the yeah. Netflix characters back. Here's the one-two punch. You know, we're you know we're bringing Daredevil back like that. Oh my god, that would be so awesome. Who knows? Maybe even Daredevil will show up in Hawkeye because like mm-hmm. when Hawkeye is in New York. He's in the realm of like Electra, Daredevil, Bullseye, Echo, mm-hmm. Kate Bishop, like all of them. They're all kind of in that same realm as each other of like basically the skilled marksman type thing, like living in New York. Right. Um, so I think any of that would be very, very cool. Um, but yeah. All right. So let's end off with our last topic here. And it's going to be a, it's a little bit of a news topic, but also we're just going to talk about because uh, this season has been incredible so far. Uh, and we're both fully caught up right now. Uh, and that is that uh, over at Apple TV Plus, uh, Ted Lasso has been renewed, uh, thank Lord, for a season three. And uh, Jason Stegas, who is, you know, writer, uh, executive producer, obviously main star and sometimes director mm-hmm. uh, of Ted Lasso, uh, he was making $300,000 per episode for the first two weeks or first two weeks first two seasons he is now going to be making a million an episode so jason snake is getting a huge 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 raise uh for the third seasons for third season which obviously makes a lot of sense the show has absolutely crushed it for apple tv plus um it is consistently the one of the most emmy nominated shows uh you know he is fantastic in it he's already won uh awards uh for it the reviews are incredible. This show just deserves all the love in the world. And Jason Sudeikis, and this is I'll throw it to you right after I say this, because we're going to talk a little bit about how season two has been going so far. Jason Sudeikis deserves $10 million an episode. Like, that That man, the especially this past week, Oh yeah. his performance on the phone call, I don't know if we should spoil what he says on it, but... The phone no, call yeah, at the at the end of the episode, you you get something revealed that you know has kind of been a touchy subject for Ted throughout the past two seasons, but you get something revealed that is like extremely heartbreaking, and you're just like, oh my god, uh, and you really feel for Ted and all that stuff, and it's really brought on by uh, Jason Sudeikis' performance. But yeah, what do you what do you think about the season three renewal, the the yeah. uh, raise, and everything with that? Um, real sorry, real quick to just to pivot on Apple TV, real quick. Uh, did you check out Morning Show? Oh yes, I actually was going to bring that up in the beginning of the show, then forgot, and then I was like, "Well, okay. I missed." Did you Did you like it? Just real quick, did you? Yeah, like it so or? I watched the Morning Show, um, and I, you know, I was really against Apple TV Plus, um, but I was like, whatever. Like I said, it was light on streaming services, so I was going to the other ones. So, yeah, I watched it. I loved it. I I think the Morning okay. Show is honestly, it's it's mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. Like it is okay. amazing, and also I picked my timing great because uh, uh, season two starts this week. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, and I saw you checked out the Joseph Gordon-Levitt show as well. Yeah, Mr. Corman, which I, I thought was good, but not as great as I was hoping for. Um, okay. I found myself checking my phone a lot throughout the first episode. It's just kind of like you know, I was I really wanted a gripping you know, not that we've never seen anything about a depressed teacher before as if there's not a thousand things like that um but i was really hoping that he would do something interesting with it because again this is like kind of a passion project of his he's like executive producer that kind of thing um i just i i feel like i watched two episodes of it um i he doesn't really do anything interesting with it 
at least at this okay. point. Um, and okay. that kind of disappointed I wasn't going to check that one out, but I just yeah. curious what you thought. Cause yeah, that kind of disappointed me. But I, again, and I'll also okay. give a shout out to uh, on Hulu, uh, Only Murders in the Building, which actually just got me picked up for a second season. Yeah. Uh, it is fantastic. Very good. It, it yeah. is so good. And again, I give a shout out, shout out to him again. Uh, Martin Short uh, is in both The Morning Show and uh, Only Murders in the Building. Fantastic in both. He is... I, without saying anything else, he is an amazing dramatic actor, and he is like despicable in the morning show, uh, and like oh. it, it plays very against type. He play the it. His character is in two time periods, mm-hmm. and it's before something happens to him, and then after something happens to him. Mm-hmm. And the difference between those two, and you see the after first, which is cool. You see the darker side first, and then later on you see, oh, this is how he was before. And he's so very Martin Short and like, oh, 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 like all that stuff. And then it's like you realize that, okay, well, I say, I mean, it's the whole basis of the show. Uh, He he got Me Too'd kind of in the first wave of the Me Too movement. And you see how he is now kind of living in seclusion type of thing, like in seclusion with his giant tennis court and his giant mansion and everything because he's a celebrity, but still. And then later in the season, you see him before it happens. And he's like, very like, like he's all like playful with like the ladies and stuff. And you're just like, and you feel kind of the dark twistedness, even though, no way that it's written and no way that martin short plays it do you ever get the sense that anything's going on but the fact that you have the knowledge that something is going on colors every scene in that episode in such a dark light even though if you didn't have the context you would just think oh it's just two people having a conversation it's just this cool martin short character type of thing but because you have that context from earlier in the season that otherwise normal conversation is so dark and like chilling, honestly. Uh, it's, it's really incredible. Um, and then Steve Carell, of course, Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Jennifer Aniston, and big, huge, massive shout out to, Billy Crudup. uh, Billy Crudup and, um, <laughs> and Mark Duplass, Billy Crudup and Mark oh, Duplass yeah. are the absolute MVP MVPs of this show. Um, they are so good. Uh, I love their characters so much. I mean, it's it's just they're fantastic, both of them. Um, but yeah, back to Ted yeah, Lasso. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> Go back to Ted Lasso. And yeah. if you had watched Santa Claus three, you know Martin Short, good villain. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree with everything you said about. That. It is uh, first season was very. I I can't remember if there was any. Re- I think like the biggest kind of sadness was. Um, I, I guess I I don't want to spoil it. Um, but just kind of Ted and, uh, you know, another character's kind of situation with each other and him mm-hmm. moving to England and the relationship that they have. Yeah. Um, that was probably the, the saddest it got, which it wasn't really that sad because, you know, it was all, they still saw each other and everything. I'm probably giving it away anyway. But um, this this season kind of, you know, we had the Christmas episode, which I thought was good. I believe it was episode four or five of the season. Mm-hmm. And since the Christmas episode, we've, we've slowly gotten a little kind of darker and 
you know, yeah. a little bit more just upsetting each episode. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, that's a good word episode, for it, upsetting. Yeah, and yeah. and this episode pro- kind of just culminated all of that um, with multiple different characters as well, not just Ted. Like um, Jamie Tart had his own thing. Um, Jamie's great even, this year. Roy too is yeah, like he, yes. Roy even had um, his, Rebecca too. Rebecca, um, yeah. not not more, not as much sad or anything, but kind yeah. of just kind of dealing with what they've been going through the entire yeah. season. Um, and Sam Jamie is really the, good this you know, year. Sam, and um, and it's uh, Coach Beard, who I at the end of this episode was like, okay, he's gonna have some, something's gonna happen yeah. this like the next episode. The next episode's about and him. It, the next episode is yeah. about him. So I was like, okay, yeah. um, and I'm really interested to see like where they go at the end of the season. You know, because. Yeah. And is there going to be any help? And even um, oh, I forget what what's the who's the psychiatrist? What's her name again? Oh, yeah. Dr. Um, Sharon. Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Even her like she is stuff she's dealing with. And she's a very mm-hmm. relatively character. Yeah. Like, we only met her, I think, like episode two or so of this season. Um, so we're still learning stuff about her. And uh, yeah. And that moment that you're talking about with Ted, like I welled up a little bit because I I've never experienced anything like that, but that just like it, it hit me because they've been building for that, and mm-hmm. it's something that with the show has been even with Jamie and his kind of situation, I felt that too. And again, that's yeah. something I've never had to deal with, but mm-hmm. um, the show is very good at kind of building to something, and then it really pays off, uh, I think. Um, Absolutely. And I also heard like I watched when the when the season two premiered, um, when they were going around doing like press, uh, Jason Sudeikis and Brandon Hunt. Um, they were I could they I swear Jason Sudeikis said they were only had plans for, which really upsets me. Oh, but yeah, which is like God, wow, season two's almost over. I know, and, yeah. But granted, I don't want them to wear this idea thin because true. Me personally, when this show was announced, I was like, so you're gonna take a character from two commercials on NBC for Premier League and you're gonna turn it into a show. And I was like, how is that even possible? Yeah, and they've done, they've turns done it out, with flying turns color. out it's one of the it's one of the best shows like of all time. <laughs> right? Yeah, on on TV right now. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, I I I would just be devastated if it didn't go a little bit longer. Um, but then again, I don't want them to like wear out. Yeah, you know, because at the end of the day, it's kind of it's it it's kind of a gimmick. Like this mm-hmm. um, this football coach from America is coaching this soccer t- this football team and in Europe and it just yeah. doesn't really make any sense, but they I love make it make sense. There was a little <laughs> bit because it's been like, you know, almost two years now at this point. Yeah. Like that he's been there, like because we're at like the tail end of mm-hmm. kind of his second season coaching. Mm-hmm. Um like the big joke in the first season, of course, and in all the commercials was that like he doesn't understand yeah. the rules and stuff. But because he's been there for like two years, he's kind of getting more used to it. But there was a a kind of break in that in this most recent episode where he was like, I yeah. still don't understand the damn rules. <laughs> it's like, and I was yeah. like, there's season one, yeah. Ted again. I was yeah. like, it was, and, it was so funny. And you could probably tell from that episode, but that is no small feat for a championship one team to make it to this, to that uh, level of the competition. Like yeah. that is no small feat. And for some reason I had some uh, spoiler, uh, I had some, you know, ridiculous idea that they would win that game. They did not. Yeah. Um, even though I like knew the team they're going up against, it's mm-hmm. uh, one of the, it's been the team that I've kind of followed for a few years. Um, so I kind of knew. I figured that they smacked. I'm surprised they Do didn't you know, make the score a little higher. What was it? Real <laughs> um, players or were they all actors? Not real players, I, I but know. the the referee you see is a real referee. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And I know that the um, announcers are, are real. The announcers are real, like I yeah. said before. Yeah, and they do a lot of yeah. Premier League games on NBC. Yeah. Um, but no, the players are not real. The teams are real, or mm-hmm. except Richmond. Yeah. Richmond, definitely not a real team. Um, uh, but yeah, I like this this show is so it's so much better than i thought like it mm-hmm. makes me so happy that it's so good um absolutely and uh, i'll be so sad when it ends <laughs> same yeah oh my god all right well um yeah. th- i think that'll do it for this episode last, oh, yeah. all right last thing real quick uh yeah. i i urge you i haven't checked this out but i'm gonna check it out i urge you to check out mythic quest on apple tv i've heard it's good with uh, Rob with, like, nick, nick kroll Oh, Rob McElhenney. Yeah, they're like game right, developers. Right. Yep. Apparently, yeah, it's yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you did you hear this thing that Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney bought like this like club in like Europe, this like yeah. soccer club. Yeah, they mentioned they're like in making the, like a Ted documentary Lasso. or something, right? Yeah, they mentioned. Yeah, it in yeah, Ted they Lasso. made a joke yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Are they like making a, a documentary or something? I think so. Are they making, yeah. Like, a show? About it. Okay. I think it's is that that's Apple, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, Ted Lasso, also not afraid to take shots on political statements and stuff like that. Oh, they yeah. They did that like two, twice in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, about kneeling and everything like that, which mm-hmm. I thought was, you know, really cool. Um, and it kind of yeah. plants their flag and shows you maybe where Jason Sudeikis is mm-hmm. in his real life, you know, views, which yeah. I thought was cool. Um, but yeah, fantastic show. Please don't end too soon. True. And that will bring us to the end of this great show, of this fantastic show, which was episode 55 of the uh, Planet Film live show. Uh, So thank you guys so much for joining us again. You know, like we kind of talked about at the beginning, you know, uh, follow us on uh, both our Instagram and our TikTok at the official PFN. Also follow us on Twitter uh, at the official PFN. Uh, We're putting out a lot of content on our Instagram as well as our TikTok. Um, we're trying to post, you know, a couple times a week, um, with some edited content and stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us again. We are four subscribers away from 300. Uh, and that is a huge milestone. The fact that you guys have taken us in just over like five months, um, from Mm -hmm. 50 subscribers to 300 subscribers. That is absolutely outrageous. Um, I, I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, obviously people go from, you know, a hundred subscribers to 25,000 overnight, but that's yeah. with a viral video. The fact that we have had the, the slow grow and the steady buildup to 300 this fast without a huge video going viral and that type of thing. Really? Like, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, if we get to like 300, 500, a thousand subscribers, and then we have a video that hits huge, that's what happens. That's how YouTube, you know, channels works really explode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you guys are part of that. You guys are just as much part of that as we are. So we appreciate it again. That'll do it for me. I am uh, one of your hosts, Sean Monk. Uh, and I'm your other host, TJ Cornwell. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you thought about any of the stories in the comments below. Um, maybe what you thought of you watched Ted Lasso. What'd you think of most recent? last episode um and check out our reactions on the channel and Mm -hmm. we will see you next time bye bye